Is this live or are you going to like do it? I will stuff? edit it. Yes, oh, sir. Okay. Awesome. What's going on, Refill Team Fairchild? As you guys know, the whole point of this podcast is just to help bring our community together. I've broken it down into simple things. We're just going to hack it out. We'll talk about humor and humility, accountability, connectiveness, and also kindness, and what other strings for our bows our guests have to bring to the table, because that's how we make that beautiful music. So let's go ahead and get this episode started. All right, Refill Team Fairchild, today I have a very special guest. We have Chief Brian B.K. Krizelnik, the AMC Command Chief. He's here with General Minahan. I was able to sneak a little bit of time with him, so I just thank you for being here. I'll tell you, I get excited every time I have the opportunity to come see Team Fairchild. This is about my third visit. Yes. I was able to come here for the Senior NCO induction, which, you know, we, yes, we got to spend some time awesome. together. Got to come here with General Van Ovos, our prior AMC oh. commander, and that was a great visit as well. And now that I'm here with General Minahan, our, our current AMC commander, it's, it's just as exciting as the first time I was here. Excellent. And it's a different change of pace this time because it's it is. Look, very white outside. Only the strong go north. <laughs> That's, that's what it is. I mean, you're, you're not working unless you're doing it in six feet of snow. And and I'll tell you, this whole Christmas time, holiday time, it just didn't feel like the holidays to me. Because when I was in mm-hmm. Illinois, there was no snow. Sure. And actually, there was days where it was like 60 degrees. And it just didn't have that feeling. And I, I tell you what, I didn't really feel the holiday spirit until I got off the plane <laughs> at about 2300 my time. I think that's like 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock your guys' time. Um that's when I really felt the holiday spirit and seeing all the snow. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I think my friend over at the other CAA over at Grand Forks may may differ with you on how much snow we have, but Look, it's, it's a lot for us. <laughs> fame favors the few. Yes. That's Fairchild. We are here. Can you tell us a little bit about your backstory? If I recall, your fighter avionics by trade? Um, we we just say maintenance guy by okay. trade, uh, spent some time on the C-130H, then or EC-130H, which is what's called a compass call aircraft that has jamming equipment on it, but it's still a 130 at heart. Uh, and then I moved to McConnell for about a decade Oof. to the, why say it like that? It's great there. <laughs> <laughs> you have all their planes now. They used we to do. be the super tanker wing, and now, now as they got the 46s, we moved the KC-135s here, but I spent a good decade just with the KC-135 and Excellent. some of the tail numbers that you have out there today. And then I moved out to the Pacific to go back to the C-130 Yokota Air Force Base, the last H models they had on active duty before they've all transitioned on the active duty side to the J model. Awesome. And then I kind of moved into uh, in-route maintenance, you know, part of one of the one of the four main structures of what we do in AMC is kind of that GAMS, that global mobility support. So I did that for a while, and then I started getting into command chiefing. And, my first command chief gig was at the 460 Space Wing. I was a space command chief. Can awesome. you believe that? Because that's where you stick a mobility guy. Sure. And, uh, and I learned a lot about space. I learned a lot about capabilities and missile warning. And then from there, I was deployed command chief at DAFRA in the UAE. And from there, I moved on to be uh, command chief at Offutt on the RC-135, a little bit okay. different. Still 707 body, but a little bit different mission set, more ISR. And then I moved out to 5th Air Force in Japan at Yokota, and then I became the AMC Command Chief. Awesome. So, boom, there you got it. <laughs> awesome. Where are you originally from? East Coast, right? So, I'm from Jersey. I'm from Jersey. I'm a diehard New York Giants fan for about 50 years. Haters got to hate, but look, no one is more resilient than this guy right here, especially after <laughs> the, the last few seasons that we've had. It will not change my love 
And it's kind of like um, it's kind of like being a supervisor. It's kind of like being a father. There's times where people in your life are going to do things that upset you and, and they're going to make you mad and that you don't understand. But at the end of the day, you got to love them anyway. Yes, sir. Right? You got to give them love anyway. Are you a Jersey Devil fan? Not, not really a Jersey Rangers fan. Okay. Right? So you kind of split. We won't get into this too far, but when you split the state, you know, you kind of have the Giants and Jets. So there's the Knicks and the Nets, depending if you're talking basketball, the Rangers and the Islanders and the Devils. So you kind of, okay. it all kind of depends on where you're on, where you're at in the, in the state. Okay. We haven't really talked about anything leadership-wise so far, but that's okay. We're getting to know each other. We will segue right into that then, sir. I was wondering if you could kind of just define success and then maybe share some leadership philosophies or traits before we actually started live. You did kind of mention the plateau and the difference between motivation and... Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm real hesitant on, on letting anybody know how I define success because I don't think it matters to them. It's so personal, right? I think I think what we should all do is take a little bit of time to think, how do you define success? So as this new year came, I had my whole family around the table and I said, the day prior, because I had, I had to give them you know, a warning order first. I said, tomorrow is what I'm gonna ask you. I want you to think into the, into the new year. And you know, we happen to do this at the new year, but you can do it any time in your life. I'm like, give me some things you're trying to get after. I wanna know one thing that you're trying to do personally. You know, and my, some of my kids are as young as 11, right? So they're looking mm -hmm. at me like, whatever dad Get to middle but, school. <laughs> yeah i'm like but look i want something personal from them do you want to learn how to code like my one son's into coding right nice. do you want to learn how to code better do you want to know how to do this i want something that's fitness related because you're never too young to start right yes. i'm like maybe you want to to run longer you want to get more miles in a lot of my kids you know we're pretty strict on on the fitness piece so we we got them working out we wake them up early to run so they they you know it's like a boot camp every day so it's not really boot camp anymore it's just life and then the last one I kind of was, I wanted something school related. So tell me something school related. Do you want to do math better? Do you want to? So I wasn't trying to define success for them, but what I was really trying to do is say the broad enough spectrum where, where they can find something in that, that maybe they really truly do on a personal level want to achieve. And then, and then as soon as I know that, you can help people, sure. right? So that's why I say it's important to have people, especially people you supervise, have a level of understanding what they define as success because you help them get there, but you can't give it to them. Exactly. I can't say I need you to be a chief. I need you to be command chief. I need you to blah, 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 blah. That might not be your desire. And that's fine. It doesn't have to be. That shouldn't be the epitome just because you're an enlisted member, right? It should be the way that you personally find impactful to you. It's a very personal thing. So I'll leave it at that. Sure. Okay. I appreciate that. And then the other one about maybe some traits I had an opportunity to speak at, at ATA, so our Airlift Tanker Association, and and I talked about our need in this command to have world champion supervisors, right? I think I think our command needs it. I know they do, and I know our airmen deserve it. Yes, everybody deserves to have a world champion supervisor. At the time, I had a picture of the Rock up, right? And he had his, he had the belt. And I know people saw, you know, the, the, the similarities between the rock and me as I was standing next to it, you know, because we're both beautiful people. Exactly. And just, just joking. I see your laughter in your <laughs> face. But, uh, but we need like the rock of supervisors. And, uh, and how do we get there? And if you're not, and most of them, I guarantee most of you probably are already. But if you're not, what, what sort of things should you strive for? And I think that, that maybe there's a few things that in common that a world champion supervisor has. I think the first thing they have is faith. That faith in yourself, faith in the team, faith in the process, faith in the organization. You got to have faith, right? You have to have faith in something. 
Because in the light of all the challenges you're going to face and the things that you might feel like are beating you down, faith will always be that guiding light that you need, wherever that may be. You got to have hope, right? You got to have hope because the opposite of that's hopeless. And there's no world champion supervisor that's hopeless. And the other part about it is if you have hope, the people that you lead will have hope. And the minute that they see their, lose, their, their leader lose hope, then they'll lose it themselves. Sure. So you got to try to maintain hope. And I think the last part about this is love. And people, I mean, a lot of people know me, know I'll say that. But you got to have love. And what I mean by that is you have to have not only the passion, complete passion for things you do, but you have the compassion for the people that you do it with. Compassion. That doesn't mean you have to take the same road as them. Because that would lead more maybe towards empathy where you can relate. Some people can't relate to everybody. So you have to have compassion sure. for who they are as a person, for the, the obstacles they may have, for the things they're trying to go through. And that's, that maybe speaks to the love. I like that. All right. I know sometimes we use the word sympathetic. And, of course, we know that. that that doesn't quite mean the same thing as compassion. So I think that's a much better use of the word. Yeah, I mean, sympathetic, like you stubbed your toe, so I feel bad for you. Right. I mean, that's a lot different than maybe I lost somebody in my life. Maybe I'm yes. going through the most challenging times that I have. I'm not looking for your sympathy at that point because it doesn't offer me anything. But but presence and, and compassion offers me hope yes. and gives me faith yes. and, and shows love. No, I, I really appreciate that. I like that. Um, did I take you off your game for a minute? We're you doing did, good. You did. I think I was kind of looking at them because I was making sure we're sticking on time. This part can all be edited. <laughs> He'll start throwing stuff at me, Chief Will. I'm going to skip to this question, actually. Can you tell us about a time when you went through something challenging? Sometime in your career or even prior to your career? Yeah, I tell you, so I, I've had quite a few challenges, I would say. I wouldn't say maybe more than most, but but maybe, maybe some. And I, I grew up in New Jersey, right? And I grew up in a little kind of a poverty stricken area i was i was homeless for a little bit i was kind of fighting through to to survive it was what we call survival mode you sure. know i didn't i didn't I, I wasn't a good teammate because i didn't worry about you i was trying to survive so when sure. i came in the military i wasn't a very good teammate i wasn't a good airman trying to kick, kick my little butt out of the military i wasn't simulating very well i didn't trust like all these things right i had all these problems and and i really just needed someone to to maybe try to relate me, who I was at that time, to now what I'm trying to do. Sure. So so a punk kid fighting for everything in their life, untrusting to anyone, now part of an organization that's only successful if trust is there, that needs teamwork, that needs to rely on each other to move forward, right? So you couldn't get more 180 out. But maybe, maybe it's not so far out as you thought. So, so I, I would need somebody to peel it back. Maybe sit me down, a supervisor, to say, you know, hey, BK, you know, why, why, are you so, why are you doing so many stupid things? And then I could say, you know what, you view it as stupid, but let me tell you why, why I do this. I grew up this way. I didn't have anything. So they might say, okay, were you ever part of maybe a gang? Let's not use gang that scares people. Let's use team. Were you ever part of a team in the streets of New Jersey? And I said, yeah, I had a team. So when you went out with your team, you know, would you would you give your, your best effort with them or would you kind of half step and not really care? No, I mean, that was like the, that was a tight knit group. I had to give my best every time. Well, I say, hey, BK, let me tell you, you're in the Air Force now. And one of our core values in this service is excellence. So let me tell you that there's an element that you already have that we need. 
We don't have to change any of that. And then they might say, hey, um, you know, would you ever steal from that team that you were on? I was like, hell no, we didn't have anything anyway. Steal would be practice. No, I wouldn't steal from them. They're like, okay, well, you know, in the Air Force now, we have another core value called integrity. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you what you have right now is, is still what we need in a great airman. They say, hey, when you went out with this team, would you ever try to disrespect them or would you never not have their back? And I'd be like, oh, man, I would, I would never disrespect them. They're like my family, and I would take a bullet from my boy in a New York minute twice on Sunday, depending on where it hit me. Of course, of course I would have their back. Well, they say, hey, you know, in this military you joined, in this service you joined, we have a core value called service. So let me tell you, BK, you're fighting a system that you fit in because you already have the qualities we need. And then it would hit me. Boom! My team is you know, 600,000 total force members, and I have you know, F-22s. What's your gang got? I'm the baddest gang in the face of the earth now. I have this gang. I have this team on my side. So, so the thing is, a very hard time, very hard transition, but all you need is, is that person that has faith in you, sure. has hope in you in the system, and can show you love. And in that, they can bridge you to the person that you are, to the person that we need for this military. And you'd be shocked to find out that regardless of maybe some of the upbringing that you had, with just a little bit, just a little bit of investment into helping you understand the organization you're a part of, what you reap is enormous. And, and you'll really find out that people aren't too far off from what they need them to be anyway. We're just not seeing it. So, you know, that's a little bit of, of, of kind of how I got here. And obviously, there's a time right now. I mean, right now, as we speak, I'm going through a very hard time on a personal level. I just am. I'm fighting every day through some things. But the thing is, in my position, that can't stop me from, from maybe making sure I'm still caring for others. But I'm also smart enough to know that I need to step away at times and I need to take a knee. And I need to talk. Sure. And I do. And I have. Actually, yesterday, before I even got here, I had a conversation with some people to try to help me manage through the, the demons and manage through the hard times that I'm going through today as, as I stand in front of you. So um, very young version of me and a very old, decrepit version of me in front of you right now, still having the same issues. But, but once again, it's got to go back to those people around you that have faith, hope, and love. Thank you for being honest and vulnerable with us. Um, so to go off of challenges, can you tell me about something that you've really prided yourself on being command chief? Oh, wow. I tell you, there's probably not a lot that I ever think about that I like, you know, pat myself on the back. Oh man, BK, that was awesome. You're, you're awesome. Like I, it's just everybody around me that, that just really blows my mind. We can, we can just take the Neo. I mean, it's been a little bit now, but still worthy enough though i think that we can look across and say hey we came together across a seven day 17 day period and moved 124,334 people across 17 days and why we did that in in a very um, difficult environment yes using ace concepts that you guys use here at fairchild using you know mca so multi-capable airman kind of concepts which you guys train to today yes, trying to to have people leverage that mission type orders you know, people that are out there away from the mothership are still making decisions because they understand where we need to go, which you guys exercise here. Watching all that unfold under 17 days, why they did that, there was, you know, a super typhoon, 7.2 magnitude typhoon that hit Haiti that they called us to respond to while we're doing the NEO. Mm. 
And then, you know, there was wildfires in California, burned over a million acres of land that we responded to why we were doing NEO and responding to Haiti. And then, by the way, we we had, you know, like a Category 4 hurricane that came screaming up through Louisiana and kind of going northeast and trying to demolish things in a way that we responded to during the same 17-day period. So we exercised everything that we do in AMC. We do airlift. We exercise that. We did, you know— and refueling, which you guys are, are, are the king of right here, and we did that during that time frame. We did Aravac, we did that during that time frame, and we do something called GAMS, which is like that in-room maintenance and the CR forces, which we had in spades. We did all over the place. We did everything the Air Force, everything the Air Force asked us to do, a combatant commander would ask us to do, everything that we do by definition is Air Mobility Command. We did it all in the worst circumstances across the entire globe in a 17-day period. So... Yeah, I felt a little proud. <laughs> I felt a little little helpless, though, because I was on the sidelines, right? You know, everybody's in the big game, and you're just like, well, put me in, coach. But once again, prideful for the, for the work of other people. It almost makes me tear up to think about how awesome our team is. But now let's look at the backside of that. People are tired. Assets are tired. People may be struggling, kind of like I was telling you, I'm struggling right now. So people may be struggling. So I, my, my big concern now um, moving away from pride is is kind of transitioning to care and and, and making sure that we're, we're caring for the team we're caring for our assets and and we become ready again and, and not leaving any stone unturned of who may have been affected across that 17 days thank you it's it's good to hear that part too because i think sometimes we forget let's admit it we are really awesome but, yeah. but it does take a toll and sometimes as much as we know personally it takes a toll, we forget how it affects the rest of us around us. There, there's a cost to everything. There, there, you can do anything I actually do, I guarantee you. You would do it with as much pride and as much effort as you can, if you could muster up. But even you have a breaking point, yes, sir. right? And, and there's a level of sustainment that we have to think through because that will speak to readiness. And, and that's what will make sure that we're, we're prepared to get that fight onto whatever strategic competitor wants to face us, whether that's a China fight, which we should be really thinking about, or a Russia fight, whatever that is. So, so we need to make sure that we have that reconstitution time, and um, and work through smartly, so that we're ready to rock. Yes, sir. As the boss will say, let's go. <laughs> As we kind of wrap this up, because I know you got a lot of places to go today, uh, and you got a lot of notes, so I'd love to see what you have. But can you leave us a couple of takeaways? Yeah, I, I would say, once again, I'm going to harp on a supervisor piece because I think that there's a lot to that. I, I think that when I came into military, I had one type of supervisor and, and that was very hands-on. And I, I don't know if we moved away from that. I don't want to say that because, once again, I don't know how it is to be a senior airman today or a staff sergeant or a master sure. sergeant. I'm so far removed from that. I, I, can, I have compassion for those folks and I can empathize to a level, but I don't know what that looks like in now 2022 to be at these levels. But but I would ask to maybe help those those world champion supervisors out there that we're trying to generate, you know, aside from that faith, hope, and love, that's going to give you the basis of trust. And that's the way that we're going to be able to move forward. So move towards trust. And trust is, is on this sliding scale probably from transparency to trust. We use those words a lot together, but they're different. You know, you have to be really transparent to try to move the trust. Sure. And trust is, is an infinite battle. There's there's some days you're going to have it and some days that you're not going to have it and situational dependent. You may trust me to train you. You may not trust me with something personal going on in your life. 
So we're constantly, as Simon Sinek would say, this infinite battle, this infinite game of trust we play every day, and we're never going to hoist the trophy. So it's got to be the forefronts of our minds as supervisors to try to build and maintain that trust. If you have issues in it, it might be one of three things. One thing might be authenticity. Um, be you, because you make a horrible somebody else. You'll make a great you, right? My son was rolls up on me. He's like, Dad, I'm like, Giovanni, what do you need? He's like, I wish I was great at just one thing. He's like, I wish I was just great at one thing. I was like, son, you're already great at one thing. You're the best Giovanni in the world. No one's a better Giovanni than you. You're the best you. Be proud. Be proud of that. Very right? True. Be proud of that. My only caveat, that, caveat is there's a fine line between authenticity and being a jerk. Right? So you have to have concern for others. Authenticity without concern for others is selfish. So just make sure when you are your authentic you that look how that affects other people. Sure. Right? Take that into consideration. But authenticity is one way that you can either gain or lose trust, just trying to be and make sure you're being you. Uh, sometimes it's logic, like your, your preparation for things, your, your ability to be that expert or, or at least be able to come back on, on answering questions that people have asked you. You're keeping promises, right? If you're telling me you're going to do something, don't be like, oh, I'm sorry, that got away from me. Sorry doesn't, doesn't change the fact that you now let me down. So make sure you follow through on things, right? So that's going to help you build trust. You want to lose trust? I mean, it's almost like lying if you can't get it done, right? Yes. Only promise the things that you can come through with and then be very thoughtful and make sure you do that. And then the last one, would we kind of talked about it, empathy. Maybe I almost change that to compassion, right? You got to have that. You got to see the perspective of other people. You have to appreciate what they're going through. Don't judge them for it because life gave them those, those opinions on what they've seen. Um, that didn't just come to them one day, right? So don't, don't judge them for them and then have that compassion for them as they work through it and be present for them as they work through it. So I think if our team out there does that, they'll, they'll be just fine. You know, last thing, hey, we have great appreciation for every single person out there. I have great appreciation for Team Fairchild. You are leading the way on, on what we're saying is the lead wing construct for air refueling. You're leading the way on that, and you're doing a fantastic job. General Minahan, uh, General Lieutenant General Robinson, our, our Deputy Commander, and myself are so appreciative uh, each and every day and inspired. We, we have great care for you and your families. It's hard. And your families didn't sign up for this. So we, we have great care for them, and we need to make sure that we provide for them as much as we possibly can. And the last thing is love. We have great love for every one of you. We, we have passion for what you do. We have compassion for each and every one of you who do it. And that's the way I would leave you. Hey, I appreciate it, sir. I want to say that I'm pretty sure we have the love and respect right back to you guys. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again for taking time. I know you guys have a very busy schedule. Thanks for trekking it out here in the, what, foot of snow I think we've gotten over the last couple of days. Is that it? We're competing with Grand Forks. They said they got 11 over the last couple of days. I've, I've been keeping up with Seems more like six feet. <laughs> but enjoy the rest of your tour. We, I hope to see you again before your time is up in the seat or sometime after. Awesome. Hey, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. Out. All right. You guys have a great day. Good cut. up another episode. You guys want to be on the podcast or know someone who might want to or possibly have an idea for a podcast please have them reach out they can hit me up at 92 foxtrot sierra sierra dot foxtrot sierra delta papa dot fairchild charlie alpha alpha at us.af.mil and until next time you guys have a spectacular day <laughs> <laughs>